Blog Talk Radio. I want to tell you something. Jesus is still standing in the midst of the fear, and he's saying, peace be with you. This is something that God is offering in this time. He is offering peace. This is Pastor Brad Morgan. I'm uh, finding God to be faithful in this season of our lives, in this season of the coronavirus. And I truly believe that that God is turning things. God is turning things around. I'm glad that God is smarter than the devil, and he's ahead of the devil. I want to talk a little bit about uh, just some scriptures concerning the virus and and, uh, some on Easter. Isaiah 8, verses 11 through 13, For the Lord spoke to me with a strong hand and instructed me that I should not walk in the way of this people, saying, Do not say a conspiracy concerning all that the people call a conspiracy, nor be afraid of their threats, nor be troubled. So there's a lot of things out there concerning this. We need to be careful about conspiracy uh, theories, although I do believe the enemy has a has a plan to take down this country. But I believe God's plan is going to prevail. The Lord of hosts, him you shall hallow. Let him be your fear and let him be your dread. Fear God, respect God, honor God in this season. Trust God in this season. Psalms 27, 1 through 6 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me, And this I will be confident. The psalmist says, the Lord's my light. He's my salvation. He's my strength. He's the defense of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? And he said, when the wicked come against me to try and destroy me, my enemies and foes, they stumbled, they fell. And then he begins to say, if an army encamped against me, my heart shall not fear. Now, this is a choice that we make. We make a choice not to fear, and we might feel fear. We know fear is a spirit, but also fear can be a learned behavior. So we might feel fear, but we choose not to fear. Though war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. I'm going to be confident of the Lord. I'm going to be confident that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He says, one thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. So the psalmist says, I'm going to seek that I might walk in God's presence, that I might walk in God's peace, that I might behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. In other words, that I might learn God's ways, God's ways of doing things. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. God's going to hide us. God's going to hide us in his presence. God's going to hide us in the blood of Jesus. He said, he shall set me high upon a rock. You know, the scripture, the, the rock is Jesus. 
but also find out the rock is the local church. And uh, we need relationships. We need godly relationships and godly people to be to surround us. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. The psalmist said, I'm going to sing. I'm going to sing my way through this situation. In other words, the the answer hadn't manifest yet, but I'm going to sing. I'm going to praise before the answer manifests. I will sing. Yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. And then looking in the in the Gospel of John, starting in John 20, verse uh, 11, but Mary stood outside by the tomb weeping, and as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting, one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. Then they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Now when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there and did not know it was Jesus. Now, not even sure that she knew that angels were standing there. And we know from the scriptures that angels can uh, appear in uh, human form. But right after that, she saw Jesus. Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Now, this was Mary Magdalene. And Mary had stayed. The disciples had left. Verse 10, John 20, 10. Then the disciples went away again to their own homes. They left to go to their own homes. But Jesus said to her, verse 15, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? She supposed him to be the gardener, said to him, Sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary, she turned and said to him, Rabboni, which is to say, teacher. She knew then it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me. For I have not yet ascended to my Father, but go to my brethren and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, and to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord, and she had spoken these things to her. Now this is very interesting because Mary was desperate to see the Lord. Mary believed the promise. She, I believe that, first of all, Mary just loved Jesus because the great deliverance in her life, but but she she believed. I can't help but believe, and she believed what Jesus said, that Jesus would arise from the dead. You know, God honors faith, and faith caused a manifestation, caused not just a manifestation, but caused Jesus too appeared to her. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were accepted assembled for fear of the Jews. I want to tell you something. Fear will keep things shut up. Fear will keep things shut up in our lives. Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to to them, peace be with you. I love that. Jesus came and stood in the midst of the fear. I want to tell you something. Jesus is still standing in the midst of the fear and he's saying, peace be with you. This is something that God is offering in this time. He is offering peace. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So he's offering peace. 
but he's also offering joy. So this tells me in the resurrection season, and I believe in this season, that that God is offering us the joy of the Lord. Instead of despair, he's offering us joy. He's offering us the opportunity to rejoice. He's offering us the opportunity to laugh at the devil. So Jesus said to them again, peace to you. Jesus said twice, he was emphasizing, you need peace. This is something the Lord's told me. Walk in peace and avoid strife. Avoid strife. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. And actually, I believe they were born again here. But also, I believe God is offering the Holy Spirit. God is offering the anointing of the Holy Spirit because it's the anointing. It's the anointing that will break the yoke. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. So God is offering us the the grace to forgive. Not to hold on thing to things, but to forgive. To forgive. And you know, there's people that have lost. There's been tremendous loss with different people. But God is going to work and God's going to move. And sometimes we have to forgive ourselves. Sometimes we have to forgive God. Now Thomas called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord. So he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and put my hand into the side, I will not believe. And after eight days his disciples were again inside and Thomas with them. Jesus came, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace to you. Again, Jesus offered peace. Then he said to Thomas, Reach your finger here, and look at my hands, and reach your hand here, and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believe. And Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Now, I love this about Thomas, because Thomas is known as Doubting Thomas. But, you know, Jesus still appeared to him and uh, this is helpful to me because sometimes we have doubts sometimes we wonder what's going on sometimes we don't think it makes any sense sometimes uh, we even when people will tell us things God's done in their lives and we'll say no I don't I don't believe that I have to see it myself and Jesus still appeared to Thomas and again I believe Jesus so love Thomas. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. And truly Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. Now then going to verse 15, John 21:15. So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than thee? Simon, again, Simon was known as a reed. Simon was also one who hears. And one of the keys to Peter's life was his ability to hear the Lord. Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. 
He said to him, feed my lambs. Do you, he said, do you love me with an affection? He said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. Now, it's interesting. When the Lord asks you a question, a lot of times you don't know the answer. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. This third time, Jesus was even really emphasizing that he doubted that the Lord loved him, even in a conditional way. So he was bringing Peter to a point where he would really see where he was at. And Peter, I think, acknowledged that, yes, yes, Lord, I'm I'm the one that I'm not even sure if I love you conditionally. But the, the Lord says, you're going to be one that I'm going to use to feed people. You know, the Lord uh, will work with us in our weakness. The Bible says, my grace is perfected in weakness. He said, most assuredly, I say to you, when you were younger, you girded yourself and walked where you wish. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. And so he was he was talking about how he was going to die. But he was also talking about, I believe, a maturity that was going to come into Peter's life. That Peter was going to be willing to do things even when he didn't want to do them. He was going to be willing to do them. He was going to be willing to go places when he didn't want to go them. So in this resurrection, we see Jesus appearing first to Mary Magdalene. And really in the Gospels, Jesus appeared first to the women. Then he appeared to to the disciples, and he emphasized peace. Then he appeared to Thomas, doubting Thomas, and emphasized peace. And then he uses this teachable moment to show Peter where his heart is. Because Peter, even though he denied the Lord three times, he was still the leader that the other disciples were following. But the Lord said, and this is so helpful, he was letting him know that even though he'd failed him, even though he didn't have complete love for the Lord, the Lord was going to work with him and work with his heart and make him into the man he wanted him to be. Maybe you're listening to me today and you don't have a relationship with the Lord. You never received the Lord into your heart, into your life. And I just want to tell you that if you've not done that, that Jesus wants to come into your heart and you can invite him. You can, you can just say, Father, I know today that I'm, a, that I'm a sinner, that I've missed the mark and I need you and I want to follow you and I want to invite you to come into my life. I want to invite you to change my life and I want to invite you to make me into the person that you want me to be. If you prayed that prayer, I want to tell you something. God has has heard you. He's heard your prayer, and he's answered, and he's making you into a new person, a new creature in Christ. 
Well, this is Pastor Brad Morgan. It was good being with you today. I hope you enjoyed the message. I would like to encourage you to visit our website at newlifebeginningschurch.com. That's newlifebeginningschurch.com. There's a secure site there where you can sow into this ministry. If you would like to sow by mail, our address is New Life Beginnings Church, P.O. Box 203, Patterson, Texas, 77466. If you do not have a church home, I want to invite you to come visit ours. Our Sunday service is at 1030. The church address is 5609 FM 359 North, Brookshire, Texas, 77423. We offer child care for the four-year-olds and younger. We also offer children's church for the five-year-olds up to fifth grade twice a month. On Wednesday nights, we reach out to the kids in the Brookshire Patterson area. We have service and classes that start at 7 p.m. If you have prayer requests or would like to speak with us, our church phone number is 281-802-8094. You can contact me by email at bmorgan542 at gmail.com. That's bmorgan542 at gmail.com. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast. The best is yet to come wherever you get your podcast. This program is sponsored by New Life Beginnings Church. And again, this is Pastor Brad Morgan, and I would like to remind you the best is yet to come. We love you, and thanks for listening.